0: Welcome to the first official Crow's Nest podcast with me, Geordie. For those of you who are not familiar with the Crow's Nest, we're a weekly rock metal radio show on Jorvik We play two hours of tracks from anything from Slayer to Foo Fighters, Morty Crew to Testament. We have also have a weekly unsigned artist from all over this green and blue Sophia we call Earth. In this podcast series, we aim to get interviews from local rock stars to actual rock stars. We've already had interviews with the likes of Ginger Wildheart and Danny Walshnot from Asking Alexandria on the show. Um, we aim to have the the best conversations with musicians on all levels. The first episode is a conversation that I had with Baz Mills from the hard rock band Massive Waggons back a few months ago. The band had just released an album named House of Noise that peaked at number nine on the English music chart. The interview starts with me just congratulating him on the success of the album. We go through a few of their tracks um, and just have a, a just a general conversation with the, the rise of uh, the band up until this point today. So, uh, without further ado, this is the conversation with Baz Mills from Massive Wagons.
1: Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. craziest week of my life last week. How does that feel? Um, yeah, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, we, we kind of... We fell into the trap of, of of making that a goal, so almost like anything outside of ten would have been not a disappointment in the slightest. That's ludicrous to suggest, but you yeah, know, because you yeah, aim yeah. for for ten, and that's what you're pushing everything for. If you'd have got eleven or twelve, it might have been might have taken the shine off it being even a great result anyway, which was kind of a stupid thing to do, really. But uh. so, so, but but um, Paul Nelson was in the top
0: twenty. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that was sixteen. That one, yeah. Sixteen. So by that yeah. point, was that was that driven? By the way, or were, like, did you kind of aim? Was that a goal at the time for
1: for that album? Or yeah, yeah. Well, again, Eric said, Eric. Well, I I've noticed some other bands had kind of graced the top forty, stone broken and inglorious, and um, so you know it, we thought it's, it's doable. You know, there's no reason why we can't do it. So we just set the top forty as a as a goal. Really, we mm-hmm. never aim to get it in the. Well, we had to get it as high as we could, but the top 20 certainly wasn't a goal. Yeah. That was just a complete surprise, really. But yeah, we're just going to get into the top 40, really. And yeah. the,
0: It's good as well, considering when you look
1: at that, a lot of the albums
0: on there, they're just off... Albums are like 20, 30 years old. So mm. it's nice to get uh, a, mod- <coughs> a modern band actually on there, where you think really that modern bands should be on the charts, not, not like... Queen albums and stuff like that not that they're bad, you know obviously not bad albums are the greatest albums of all time that are on there but and shows have stood the test yeah. of time um, but no I was I was when I saw that you'd been on you'd got the Full Nelson in the top 20 I thought I wonder if they've got a hunger for it here I wonder if that, that, that's what happened with this album that you've kind of uh, you've had 16 That thought right well let's let's see what we can do let's go
1: for it here, and get get yeah, more yeah to- totally I mean well we're, we're in this well I'm sure it, you, you're same as you guys we're in this we're not messing. We're not messing around at it, you know. We want to push this as far as it will go, and we're very driven people, you know. And, and the only, the only thing to do after getting a place in the charts, I suppose, is to is to try and better it. It just makes absolute sense. To yeah, me, it does. You know, it does.
0: And I can, you can tell, like listening to the the new album, um, like with Full Nelson, you you've kind of I, f- I felt as though you'd found your style. That was your, there's a few tracks on there where they've. Um, that you've gone a similar way on mm. on the new album with uh, on House of Noise in terms of like you've there's more anthem songs on there and um, the um, the use of satire in the lyrics. Um, All right. Um, and those just those crowd songs, you know. You, yeah. It's a very. I can imagine it in a stadium. I
1: can imagine the songs. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a. i am I mean, I, I we've, I've got no agenda. I've got no. We've got no agenda when we write songs. Mm-hmm. We've never pigeonholed ourselves. And I just, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm a fan of commercial songs, big, big single. AC, I mean, it's everybody likes ACDC, but those guys come on stage and play for two hours, and you know every word to every song, and yeah. you're bouncing for the whole thing, you know. I've got no shame in admitting I love that. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like my sort of niche bands that maybe I like to say, think I'm the only person who likes them, you know. Or, you know But yeah I like the big massive bands And that's the songs I want to write I want to play to big crowds And see people singing songs That's but the that's the goal That's what I want to do Ultimately that's why They are
0: the big bands though Isn't it That's why they've Because they've not Necessarily sold out But they've created songs that They yeah. want people singing along to They want to go out And essentially They want to enjoy themselves live You, you don't want to be playing Songs that with no hooks Or That nobody Kind of That are just average And um, that no, no one sings exactly. along to You want to you kind of Go for it don't you You want to
1: I do, I do feel though. I feel I feel that yeah. a, a, a lot of certainly guitar. Maybe it's not so much in the rock. I don't know. There's there's not many bands. I don't know if it seemed as uncool or something to, to, to write so, like the the darkness are great. I mean, whether you like them or not, they write big big riffs and big hooks and guitar solos. I, I love all that. A lot, yeah, a yeah. lot of guitar bands. It, it seems almost uncool to them. You know, it's got to be. It's got to be bluesy, and and will have it sounds the same to me, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know, it just seems like an uncool thing to do, but I don't, I don't, I don't really care, you know, I love all that stuff. It's because you're pigeonholed and selling
0: out, aren't you, when, ultimately, I've always seen it as you're not selling, well, you are selling out, but you want to make, make a living of it, even if you're playing songs that are, that are catchy and um, that, are, that are popular, um, yeah. And you're slightly gone outside of what you want to write, but if they're selling, you're making a living out of it. If if that's yeah. what you can do, then that's surely better. It's selling out as a musician is surely better than working an office job.
1: I agree. There's not there's not many bands. I mean, yeah, yeah. I want to write. Yeah, I want to write songs that are commercial. Yeah, <laughs> commercial success. That's what you want. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not bothered about being cool. You know, it's like an anything these weird. It? Cool bands, you know. Well, if yeah. you—it's like like
0: you know uh, inventing something, or you want to do something that, that people are going to like and people are going to use and be. Um, obviously, with music, it, it's different because it, as well because it, it moves people and it changes, it influences, inspires, etc., etc. Um, and that's what you want, yeah. isn't it? As an artist, you want you want that recognition from from Absolutely. fans.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, I mean. I know, I know. People make the comparison. I don't think we sound like them too much, but that's why I love all the '90s stuff, like Television and the Wild Arts, You know, that they, they were the last, the last of the big British rock bands that wrote big anthems. You know, for yeah. Me. And it just seems to have vanished since those bands. You know, in the nineties, it doesn't seem to have been much in a way. That's just really the darkness. Uh, not a lot else. Really. You just get your odd one, one or two
0: every now and again, don't you? That, that kind of pop up, mm. and obviously, well, you guys, are, uh, um, you've managed to, to kind of make it out because there's there's few. When I say that, what I mean is there's obviously a lot of bands, and there's more bands now than there ever has been. But it takes that extra push and that extra special band to kind of get to get through the
1: slip through the net
0: almost of the popular. Music does that yeah. make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, f- I think um, I think I definitely think a lot of a lot of it is down to the uh, the, the scene and, and and the movement of a lot of bands and this there's this the great scene at the moment and, and everybody wants to support it, which is amazing because I mean a lot of our our chart success was was mostly down to we did have a lot of, a lot more streams this time, but it was down to physical sales and like the old school all the old school rockers just like to buy CDs, don't they? They like to buy. A physical CD, and and, and 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 a lot of our our fan base. I think it's fair to say is, is, of, is of an age, you know, uh, there, there, there are a lot of young people into it, which is what you want, but, you know, they're all kind of remember it the first time round, and mm-hmm. they want to see it come back, and I, I, don't, I don't mind that, I, I, I don't care what, how old they are, as long as they're enjoying it, that's all that matters, really.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. So, let's get on to the, well, let's do one of your, your first songs, So we ask you just right. to have five songs that have influenced or inspired oh. you or changed you, um, what, would, what was your first one, you chose?
1: Um, I would say, well, back from when I was, when I was a kid, the, the, first, the first album the first album I ever got myself, I got it for Christmas, um, was Judas Priest, Painkiller. Um, and I became an immediate Judas Priest fan. And, I got, I, I, and it was kind of the first music, I got a walkman, and it was the first album I could kind of listen to on my own, in my own little world, you know, I didn't have to listen to somebody else's music or be told to turn it down or anything like that. But I also had a, I got another Judas Priest tape off my dad, and it had a song called Blood Red Skies on it. And uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's a bit of an odd Judas Priest song, really, but it has all this like atmospheric sounds at the beginning and stuff. And it kind of blew my mind a bit when I was a kid. So, and and that was my start of my love affair with kind of metal, really, rock and metal music. Yeah, Blood Red Skies by Judas Priest.
0: Back to you guys. Um, so listening back to the first album, because obviously uh, before this call, I, I went through all of the albums and just to, in, in chronological order as well, just to see kind of um, the the, na- the progression that's made, and the, there is a natural progression with with your albums. You can tell like from from the first album, then you get up to you get up to like by the time you're on full Nelson, you've you've really uh, distinguished your. your songs and the you know the music that you want to make um yeah. was there a was there a kind of a plan as such when you first started out for the music that you wanted or is it just a case of we're going to write songs that we that work for you guys and 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 that progression has happened as you guys have progressed as musicians and, and people
1: i definitely think you were you were right before when you said we've, we've maybe found our sound on Full Nelson, and it's more even more apparent on this album. But certainly when we when we started, yeah, we, we were just we were just writing. I we was just heart on your sleeve stuff, really. We were listening. We were just writing what we were listening to, which was we were going to watch Airborne a lot, and we were mm-hmm. listening to Blackstone Cherry. <laughs> so basically, you know, we were just trying to mimic that kind of music, really, because we liked it. Um, and I think as the albums have gone on, they have changed, and they've slowly. We sort of left it. We kind of left the metal thing behind. I do. We do love all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but we have realized as time has gone on, it is you know we have we, we have we have to find, kind of find our find our sound to some extent. We're, but still trying not to pigeonhole ourselves too much so we can... Because we still, still write a variety of songs, I think, on our albums. They, they all sound different, you know, there's a bit of all sorts of stuff in there. Yeah. But I, I, think, it, I think it still has to have us was running through it, and I, I think only the last album, really. It's really started to have our sound running through the albums. Um,
0: I think so. That's, that's how I felt with it. I agree. Um, because there's, like, on Welcome to the World, there were some heavier songs as well on there. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, sometimes you need those albums, and um, the songs like well the opener, nails, and um, you need songs like that to kind of, you almost sometimes need to go in a certain direction to then come back and and figure out where where you yeah. want to be and where you're going and and what you want to do, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah, it's it's kind of that's kind of like that album for us, that like the fan the fans of our band. That's kind of like the. The kind of like cult fans album. They they all kind of like that. I don't don't, don't know why. Uh, I think it's because it's a bit more raw, really, and it's a bit less commercial. And it has some heavier tracks, on it a lot of people like the heavier stuff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree with you. I, I like what we're doing. You know, there's a song on the new album called Pressure, and it's about it's about. Fans of bands believing that labels corrupt the bands they love and the way they go, you know. Yeah. You see that a lot, you know, they've got since they signed to that label they've changed and they've stopped playing this and they've stopped doing that, they've chopped all his hair off and you know all <laughs> that. you know, I've seen it. I'm like, well we do what we like, we do what we want, you know, we write the music we like, it's got nothing to do with that our record label at all. Um so yeah, we, we still we, yeah yeah we, we write what we want to write. I
0: think a lot of bands probably put it on the record label though, don't they? Like they'll have said, oh this is a direction we wanted to write more pop songs," um, but it was the it was the label that made us do it. Um, it yeah. was probably just them that, that you know decided to do it in the first place. Just didn't want to live with the, the fact that they'd uh, sold out essentially.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, we we were writing heavier songs, and, and although they were popular, they were, we understood that they were never gonna. We're never gonna. There was that many. There was that many great heavy bands around at the time, and we like all sorts of music. So we're just like, well, you know, let's try and write some more commercial stuff. It Doesn't mean I don't like heavy stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I just want to write. I want to write good time party songs for crowds to bounce up and down to to sing. You know, and, that, and that's what that's what we're trying to do here. Was there a
0: moment when, um, when you had obviously you you were building up a bit of a following, and then there was a particular song or, or a couple of songs when you when you start getting people in your gigs. Um, and you get people singing along more, and you then thought, oh, hang on, I like this. I like people singing mm. along to my songs. And then you thought, right, well, let's try and make write those songs because they are like on the new album and and the album before the so- the, the 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 songs that you want to sing along to and you want to you want to chant and obviously you got that chanting on there as well. Um, mm. Was was that int- intentional? Do you think, or
1: that's um, it. I, 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 I'd say. I'd definitely say it was more, yeah, 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 I don't know, yeah, it's a tough one, that. Yeah, the ratio, I mean, ratio was like, kind of like a a song that, uh, it was, kind of became the, the, the more popular song live, and people would, would kind of sing and, sing and move around to that one a lot more, and, and then when we wrote Back to the Stack, that was really the, that was really the one, really. Yeah. Um, a bit more sort of, yeah, I don't know, a bit more crowd-friendly, if you like, um, I don't know, that's that's a good question. I, I, don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, really. Because I, I remember when, um, I'm a big Nickelback fan. Um, All right.
0: As much as people diss them and slate them, I think they're an awesome band, I think they're great. They've yeah, sold wow. that many albums for a reason.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: There was a song, and they had a song called Figured You Out, and it was a, a song essentially about sex, and, and I think <coughs> he had he had women thrown, at, when he started playing that song on, on Long Road, he started having women kind of chuck their... Took the brows or whatever. Like, I'm on stage, and at that point, he was like, "Oh, I need to write more of these songs. This is awesome. Like, this is this is this is it, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered if it ben was a West. similar thing with the with the, right. the, the chanting thing, you know, like you you get that vibe. You're in, you know what it's like when you you the because essentially when you get those songs and when you get the crowds going like that, it it gives yeah. it makes you a better live musician it's addictive. anyway. Yeah,
1: it's it's addictive. It's an addictive feeling, and it's. The first time, the first time I ever, I always, always, always wanted to make a crowd bounce. You go and watch bands and you get everyone jumping. I thought oh, that must be great to be on stage and watch, a, get, a, be able to get a crowd to do that, yeah. and to bounce something and down. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, kind of started that. And, and I think, I think, I don't think there was a particular point, but I definitely think it was a slow process, and I, I became I'm just addicted to writing songs like that because maybe I subconsciously realised that yeah, that these are the songs that are going down going down great live these, these kind of anthem style songs let's
0: do it it, it is it's, a, it's an amazing feeling when you get everyone kind of on board oh yeah it's great
1: so what was your second song then se- oh second song uh, let me have a look here um, well well, all right, we'll go with um well a band the band that probably the band that pr- probably made is want to be a band more than any band are airborne and they're a bit of a Marmite band with a lot of people, especially ACDC fans because <laughs> yeah. just get, they just get labeled as the ACDC rip ripoff band I mean I mean whatever i mean uh, that, is, that is true to some extent, but at the time for me i'd been to watch ACDC and there were a bunch of they were at the time sixty odd year old blokes doing it you know and then to go and watch a bunch of 20 year old blokes doing it, it it was it was a, it was a world apart it was yeah it was like nothing i'd ever seen it was blood and guts you know it was absolute. they just came on stage like nothing i'd ever seen it was the loudest gig i'd ever been to and I, it blew me away more than anything um so and that's what made us want to be in a band was watching airborne and uh, at the time uh, running wild was the big track so yeah running wild by airborne definitely
0: some track running wild it's interesting because we had a, an ACDC special the other week um 40th anniversary of back in black um, and one yeah. of the, the or- fir- first half was back in black second half was um it was just bands that in, uh, inspired by ACDC and, and airborne run there and I mentioned that when they first came out a lot of people the, a lot of the critics kind of put them down for being like ACDC but if anything I thought that it was a good thing to get the younger crowd into into Definitely AC/DC. Agree. Yeah, um, I agree. And obviously they got more modern. Well, they're, they're a different sounding band, anyway. Yeah,
1: I think
0: so. Right, so I would noticed towards the newer albums, you yeah. you've adopted the use of, of satire more in the lyrics on <laughs> the recent albums, um, in a very clever way. Because it's very hard to very hard to be funny and and write a, a serious song at the same time, <laughs> especially out, without giving la- given labels. Um yeah. you got like glorious. Uh, it's off, a fine the, line, isn't off the list, yeah, it really is. Um, there's, there's only few. There's a few bands that that pull it. There's very few bands that do pull it off. Sorry, should I say? Um, but I think you've got to, and you guys have got it down. You have to do it in a sophisticated way. Um, there's bands like Steel Panther, and the first album was great, and then after
1: that, people kind of said, okay, mm. the, "The same joke's only funny once." Um, yeah, we had that conversation the other day actually with Adam, I think, about Steel Panther about the first album being very much like that, uh, tongue in cheek, and the jokes aren't obvious but still very funny. But then they just became a bit. It was just like, just like obvious jokes. It's like we don't have to. You don't have to spell them out. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. A, you know, it's like, I don't
0: know. It's the same yeah. formula. So, yeah. um, so what I was going to say was, yeah, so like. Um, I'm going to go on to Billy Balloonhead later on, anyway. But was there uh, was there any again similar with the, the kind of the the anthems that you've written? Is there any particular song or moment that inspired you you as a as a lyricist to kind of um, start, I guess, experimenting and, and going down that that route with it? Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, it was it was a, it was a process we went through for me personally writing lyrics. I kind of fell out of, 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 if you like, making making songs up about themes and making up stories. I mean, like, Fight the System album's got a song called Black Witch on it, which is just like a some sort of Dio-inspired fantasy made up song. I love the song, but mm-hmm. I, I felt after a while I got bored of writing that kind of thing. And I wanted to, rap, I wanted to put a piece of myself into songs rather than... Just use my imagination. I wanted to put like heart. It's as cheesy as it might sound. A piece of myself, heart and soul, into a song. So, so it's true. So I wanted it to be honest. I wanted to write honest lyrics because I wanted because I think people connect with honest lyrics. You know, more people than you think understand what you're saying and and they can connect to what you're saying. And, and that's that's what I wanted. And so I thought the only way really to do that is to start writing about things that have actually happened and people I know and. Yeah, you've got to write, you've got to, you've got to tread a fine line without, I don't want to insult anybody, I don't want to insult anybody, but, you know, yeah, um, yeah, you know, you've got to, uh, you,
0: you yeah. D- you do, you've got to, um, as I say, you don't want to become novelty and you don't want the same job, no, exactly, only funny. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Like, a, would Spinal Tap 2 be as successful as Spinal Tap 1? Probably not. It's it's like, it's amazing, but it, some things are best like that, aren't there? As as the fur like done once the same, as I yeah. say The same jokes only funny once,
1: and um, I don't mind. I don't mind putting. I don't mind. Ta- I really don't mind taking the, the Mickey out of myself or my life or things I've done or stupid things that have happened to me. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm really not bothered. You know, life is life, and it, you know, I'm not quite happy to write about all aspects of it. It's good. So what was uh, so you, your fourth song? We're on fourth song. Third, third
0: song. Third song, we third song, aren't we? What yeah, was, yeah, uh, what was your third. third song?
1: Um alright then we'll go with um we'll go with the, the band, the band that, uh, one of the... Steel Panther. <laughs> Steel Panther, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's a band that actually supported the Airborne on one of the tours we saw them on, and they were a ma- they've always been a massive influence on, on us, on me. And I, I'm lucky enough to know to know them now, and they're really ace guys. And it's a shame they're not going at the moment. Uh a band called Black Spiders. Okay. Um, yeah, from Sheffield, um, Doncaster. Sorry, he'll kill me for saying that. Not Sheffield, Doncaster. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, a song called Saint Peter. I, I remember seeing them. I remember seeing them at Download on the second stage and just singing that song it was, it was absolutely rammed and they're just absolutely awesome they were an incredible band and then they did knocked it on the head a few years ago so but now I, I think they're amazing fantastic band yeah black spiders <laughs>
0: It's important to see um, bands at that level still as well. I think throughout your career because it kind of inspires you to do better as a as a band yourself as well, doesn't it? If, if, I if, I agree. Well, I mean, I
1: mean, there was there was there was not really a lot going on um, in the British rock scene at the time, and like there was bands like Black Spiders, The Answer. Um, there was um, Heaven's Basement, Jet Black, and there was a few bands and, and these were all like young guys, and, yep. and young guys I looked up to, you know, they, they were sort of carrying the torch if you like, as naff as that sounds, and uh, I really was really rooting for them, uh, Black Spiders were, were ace-like, they're alive, they're incredible.
0: Right, so I was, look- I was looking on Wikipedia, I'm, I'm just going to read it Wikipedia word for word and oh, I, I want you to explain and how think he's updating Wikipedia, it's awful, I
1: don't know who wrote it. Well, I don't know they don't, they don't know anything About
0: our band Well this this, uh, this fact Might be from Another album Then in that case But oh. um, So from Wikipedia The band caused Controversy <laughs> In their hometown Of Lancaster, Lancaster mm. By erecting A large mural Of their new album cover On the side of a pub wall Initially condemned mm. By the local council Due to not having The relevant planning permissions Public outcry Led to we the council Dramatically <laughs> reversing Their decision To allow the to stay Right first of all um, yeah. Public outcry was that, uh, ch- did you get a change?
1: Change uh, um, er, yeah, yeah, p- yeah, 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 org, Yeah, 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 so, so, somebody set a petition up and it had about 10,000 bloody signatures in about an hour. That's it was, crazy. It was it was, it, was, it was, it was incredible. It was absolutely insane. Did that go to his you head was, a bit? Nah. Not, nothing <laughs> nothing got to my head. Not, yeah, I, just, I just thought it was embarrassing. <laughs> No, no, no. It was, I mean, it's very cool, isn't it? You know, these people were passionate about it. To be honest, a lot. I think a lot of it was nothing to do with the band. It was just a lot of people wanted to stick one up the council. You know, cause <laughs> the, the, who doesn't like doing that? The council had told us to take this thing down, so they wanted to stick two fingers up to the council more than anything. I was going to say it's very rare that you get a council to to do anything,
0: like let alone. So that's what made me. I saw that thought. Like, why are the council soft?
1: Or like, well, what, what happened was. The, the, the pub the pub in lancaster was a place we played all the time it was kind of like where we used to drink and we played Anyway, which which album, which album was this sorry full nelson okay and uh, and um we wanted to, we wanted to it was actually eric's idea they said is, i mean do you know anywhere we can we can like get these graffiti artists in to paint a mural on, on a wall and i was driving around lancaster and on the gable end of the pub was was a be, it was right on the one-way system i was like that is perfect anyway the people that ran the pub owned the building they they lived there it was their house so I contacted them because we knew them anyway and they were like, yeah, of course, of course, that's great, no problem, that's amazing, brilliant. of course you can do it. So here's me thinking, well, it's their house, they live there, they own the building, what's the, what's the problem? So we put this, put this, this mural up and then um, a, few, not, a few weeks later, the council just sent them a letter demanding that they take it down or they will take them to court that was it there was no what is it there for what is it can we talk to you about it it was take it down or you're going to court anyway that was like a red rag to a bull straight onto social media into this Lancaster Lancaster group with about 10,000 people the council want to take this painting down they were like well, we like it. I don't, we don't know the bander, and we don't care. We like this painting. It's a cool painting in the city, you know. And then they, they just wanted to yeah, give it to the council, really, yeah. I ended up on Radio Lancashire and everything. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. It was awful.
0: That's an awesome story. It's, well, uh, yeah, no. and, any it's not quite throwing a TV out of the window, is it, but No, it's, it's not quite. But I mean, modern days, different things, you know, that's been done. So what do you could do next, you know? Yeah, well. Any publicity is good publicity, yeah. The oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I,
1: mean, I mean, to be honest, when we put the mural up, the fact that the council objected to it just just threw petrol on the fire. It just made it <laughs> ten times more brilliant, yeah.
0: It's amazing.
1: It uh, so, uh, what's your fourth song? Fourth song, right. Um... We'll, go with, well, we'll go with the Wild Hearts, everybody. We've played with the Wild Hearts a few times and Ginger, we know Ginger is a great bloke. And there was a moment, there was a moment when we supported them at Nottingham Rock City a few years ago. And, and I was into the Wild Hearts when I was a, uh, sort of a teenager. And the, the, one of their bigger songs is I Want to Go Where the People Go.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, they came out for their, their encore and, and he... He was wearing our T shirt, he was wearing a massive wagons T shirt when he came on his encore. And then he fired into that song and I was just like transported back to being sort of sixteen years old and I was just like this guy's this guy's wearing my band's t shirt and, and he's playing this song I used to listen to when I was sixteen. I just I was like this I it's just it's weird. go by it was. dreams. It was it was kinda of weird. It, it sort of you play a lot of gigs and stuff and have great moments, but I was like it really sort of hammered it home that you know, this guy I kind of looked up to, and it was an icon. It was it, it was supporting our band in that way, and playing this song that was massive. I was just bizar- it was just bizarre to me at the time, and had a bit of a moment. <laughs>
0: that's, that's awesome. I, I cried anything, but you know. This... Listen, look, if you want to admit to that after we've uh, <laughs> stopped recording, <laughs> feel free. If you want to talk yeah, about on. it,
1: <laughs> you're a counsellor as well. <laughs> I
0: can have my chest. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's hear it. So finally, you guys are headlining the Call of the Wild festival this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Um, one of the very few uh, gigs or uh, festivals this this year, and hopefully it, it yeah. still goes ahead at this because I, I, obviously at this point everyone's nervous that it mm. could just be shut down at any point. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. But how did that come about? How do you, have, do you guys know the the organisers? Or well
1: to, well, to be honest, I mean, I mean, I, I've known Dave. Uh, for the last sort of year, uh, but, but but Raz, really, I mean Raz, as you guys know as well, I mean Raz does the Rock Festival in Carlisle, and we, we we did that. I'm not sure the first time we did it was in 2014, I think, and we we were like bottom of the bill, first first on, yeah, you know, and then every every few years we made friends with Raz, and every few years he's had us back, and we, we've gone up the the, the 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 order, and then and then we headlined it one year, and I mean that that was just amazing, you know, that just shows. The, the, the system works and that, that Raz Raz mm-hmm. some really supporting us and new bands at the time um, yeah and, and we've always stayed friends with him with Raz and, and, and he's followed our band and followed the progress and, and now he's asked us to, to the headline Call of the Wild which is a massive honour really um, awesome. and, we, and we can't wait so we've known it's through Raz really we've known him for a long time and uh, you know, we've played with a lot of bands that he's managed over the years Falling Red and Dino More and all these sort of bands you know? yeah, so, yeah. yeah we've known him for a long time it's
0: um no it, it's it's right what you say because i mean a joker's rage we played again i think about two o'clock one year in the afternoon and then we ended up headlining uh
1: maybe two years ago two or three years yeah. ago um if he, like,
0: if he likes you he, he supports the, he supports you doesn't he it's, it's fantastic he does yeah and he's and he's set up gigs with us he's, t- he's taken us uh to, to different venues and uh yeah so good so good block shout out to raz and, and dave um, so what I was going to do In fact we've got your fifth song now So your final song And then what I was going to do Is going to go through a few songs Off the new album Uh are the, well, songs that are likely to be playing at Call of the Wild
1: anyway so uh, right. f- first of all no what's your fi- fifth and final song the final song uh, well it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, quite a new band to me to be quite honest they're not a new band but they're new to me I watched a documentary about Parkway Drive um, right, okay. a, a, few, a few years ago about I think it's in about 2012 or 13, something like that about when they were kind of setting off on like a world tour and it's, a, it's on YouTube it's a fantastic documentary and I love it I wasn't fan. Of the music at the time, but I really admired them and where they came from and all the mm-hmm. stuff they went through, and I thought they were just a bit of an inspiration, really. But only recently I, I, re- I rediscovered their music, and they've got they've got a bit more of a commercial sound <laughs> back, back to that again. And um, there's a song called "Pray." I, I'm not just sure how old it is. Um, I think it's off the last album, and I listened to it, and I couldn't believe it was the same band, and that was right up my street, um, and I just thought it was amazing. So yeah, Parkway Drive and Pray.
0: So what I want to do now is go through uh, some songs of yours to explain. Um, I know you, I know you went through this on Facebook about the song, the song <laughs> That's right. Um no but I uh, just kind of wanted to just delve a bit bit deep into them, just the meanings and everything. Um, yeah. Um, so first, well, as much as I can tell you anyway, without incriminating myself. <laughs> well, the first song is the first song that I heard of you, from you guys. Uh, I think it was anyway, and I right. was just like, i was just blown away. I'm like, what is this? This is this is ridiculous in the best sense. Um, right. Billy, Billy, balloon head.
1: All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, uh, who's,
0: who's Billy and uh, why's he got a balloon head and, and what's, what's that song all about?
1: <laughs> well, look, to be honest, a bit, I mean, a, a balloon head was. was um, I wasn't sure if a balloon head was a, a phrase just. Kind of a you th- used where i lived um or if it was a thing everybody knew what a balloon head was to be honest with you um <laughs> or if it was an i used to be in the air force and i wasn't sh- somebody then said that they used to be used that in in the military as well it's, it's a phrase it's basically somebody with a with no brains really you know with yeah a yeah. Head. Airhead, um, an idiot, yeah and and, and billy balloon head um, I just use the word, the name Billy, um, because it's got a B and it sounds funny with Balloonhead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, the song is the just about. Um, it's about angry people who, 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 don't want, who don't want to understand other people's beliefs or accept other people's beliefs. Right. There was a lot of kind of stuff in the news at the time, the marches, the EDL, stuff like that, and it was all just getting up my nose a little bit, to be honest. And um and I just wanted to write a song about angry angry people who, who, who it's a bit of a song about stereotypes really angry people who aren't, who won't open up to to listen to what other people believe or try and understand it close-minded people that's that's a, that's a that's a good way of explaining it yeah, yeah yeah he's angry at his wife he's angry at his kids Um he, I don't know yeah yeah that, that's what it's about really yeah
0: well let's hear it. So next song uh, in it together is the uh, opening song off the new album House of Noise. Yeah. Um this was one of the well it's, in a, it's an awesome choice song choice for the first track on the album because it's it's so catchy um it's um as we mentioned earlier this is one of the more anthemic songs um what was the what was the influence by this is there any particular influence behind the lyrics or Yeah, well, I mean,
1: the the, the song's, again, go back to Ginger Wilder again. um, It's a song about meeting, us meeting him for the first time. and It's about meeting an idol. um, It's a weird experience, meeting somebody like that who you've kind of only ever seen on the stage before and then you walk into a room with them and then look them in the eyes and shake their hand and then they start talking to you on a level and you're like... This is just weird, you know, and he's asking questions and stuff, and you just think, all oh, I can hear, I can hear these questions, but all I'm just thinking, this I'm, dear Ginger Wilder, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a weird situation, um, and it's just kind of about that, and and, and the, 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 the lyrics in the song are, are, are basically the conversation that we had with him, what was said, really, exactly what was said online. Oh, no in, way. In, 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 in the room with him, really, that's, uh, that's what he said to us, and that's what we said to him, um... Really, so yeah. this
0: conversation's more of a—is uh, you essentially documenting that conversation yeah, yeah. And, and putting it into song form?
1: Yeah. Well, he said, he said, we had some conversations online about because we supported them on, him on tour on his solo project. Yeah. And um, we were exchanging messages online, and, and he was telling us what he was hoping for this tour. He said we want to—he said we want to bring back the big show. We want to bring back you know this kind of big riffs and big hooks and you know and all that. And we're going to bring it back to town, you know, and make sure everyone you know kick everyone up the ass kind of a thing. And then uh, yeah yeah
0: I just wrote, documented the conversation really yeah one of the uh, one of the greatest songwriters of of our time Ginger oh uh, yeah. I agree and I, and I almost feel as though he doesn't intend to do it like he he obviously does because he he writes the songs um, but he doesn't he doesn't. Mean to be that great, and then he probably doesn't realize because he's very humble. Like, we had an interview with him uh, in like November, December, sometime. Um, and he's such a humble, mm. normal guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, and I think when you add that Geordie accent onto the top of it, it yeah, just definitely just you just don't really yeah, he, he, think you're gonna get stuck up. Geordie, he's, he's just
1: I don't know, I don't know how he does it. He, he manages to write songs that connect to people and he puts humor in there and they're interesting yeah. and, and he uses. He uses so many words He says so much But they, ne- they never sound overblown To me You know I don't know how he does it He, he must be so natural Like you say Maybe he doesn't mean to do it He can just do it <laughs> That's just how he does he just, it think about I think some it. people Yeah I think he just doesn't over, He doesn't overthink it uh, He just he's, yeah, he's But it's the,
0: it, it, It's as humble as he is Um and it's—I think—he's just a natural songwriter, and sometimes you just get those sods that are just natural songwriters, and you c- cannot do anything about it. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, He's just—just just some like him. But um, cool. Well, let's hear uh, in it together. So, next track uh, is my, my favourite track on the album. It's borderline, it's 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 between that and, and the next song after that. Um, it's glorious. all right, yeah. Now, what, 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 what I actually. Yeah, what can I say about this song? <laughs> You're gonna actually in Davies, aren't you? <laughs> Well um, let me just say before I go to that like one thing I did lo- love about listening to this album for the first time <laughs> is I'm like on one track I'm excited to hear what the next track is about and the and the concept that the next track is about I'm ex- I like and it got to glorious and I'm like yes this is amazing these lyrics are fantastic <laughs> especially the line where it goes dave dave behave I was like yes that is such a like a little so catchy right, hook it? It, yeah totally is and the the reason why the song is so good is because we all know Dave yeah yeah like we all know <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there could be so many like there's always one at,
1: at any gig you go to yeah. isn't there there's always one or two well there was um, there was he's a, he's a real bloke but uh, um, everybody in that song is real there are real people um but I, I just couldn't. I just didn't know what Dave's name was, so I just called him Dave. <laughs> I remember. I remember reading a reading a rant on a, on a on a. Um, I think it was from Steelhouse. Somebody had would played there, and somebody had written a rant about us. Um, you know about something, and I just thought, well, what are you what are you want about you? you know you you weren't you weren't listening. You, just, you, you go you're online and you are just berating bands for no reason. You were you're probably drunk. I, I don't know. You know. I don't get it, and, and then then that just kind of made me think. Well, pe- people people that go online and slay and live recordings on phones are, are all very good, but when you start putting them on YouTube and then start slating bands, you know, it's, it's, you can't you can't judge a band by a YouTube video off a phone. No, you know, no, just, no, 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 just don't bother. You, you weren't you weren't there, you know. So,
0: Now a lot of these people are probably just bitter at the fact that they're probably not new musicians anyway. Um and they're not doing anything important with their life and it's it's obviously just an insecurity yeah, thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but as yeah, well,
1: everybody in that song that's exactly the same thing. Yeah,
0: you put the nail on the head when you said, "Is it stardom that you're craving?" Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> like you do wonder, don't you? Like, why? Come on, man. Just, yeah. just. But it's 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 important uh, to have an attitude with those those kind of people of just like whatever. I mean, like, you
1: can't. You can't let it. It took me a long time, but. You got just, the sooner you accept that not everybody's going to like your band, and there are always going to be people out there that are just happy to slate you and slag you off. And if you yep. can take, if you can accept that, then you can laugh about it and write songs about it, and it's funny, you know. You know, you know, not everybody likes every band in the world. <laughs> you can have your haters whether you like it or not. So just accept <laughs> it and turn it into something positive, like a song, you know. Whatever.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you're and always going to have that uh, one that it feels as though he needs to express that as well. Exactly. And... Yeah. So then but anyway an awesome song came out of it and um, so let's play that now Damn. So finally, we obviously—I'm—I'm I'm sure you've probably guessed which uh, the, the final song would be that I would pick out from the album. Um, do you want to guess? Uh, the curry song. <laughs> the curry <here, laughs> <guess it's> song. Awesome. <laughs> what a surprise! So, so, um. Oh so obviously, from <laughs> a musician's perspective, <laughs> when I listen to songs, yeah, it, it's not always a. This is an awesome song. It's sometimes a. What was what was going on there? Well, like what I'll was what it. was what was the writing process? How did they get to that? And yeah. when you got the so that main... was it Adam that made, that created the, the made the main riff. No, it
1: was actually Stephen's um, riff, that one. Was it Steve? Yeah,
0: yeah. So you got the the riff. Yeah, no, yeah. And in your head, <laughs> you got chicken biryani, lambasamba, <laughs> make it rugged, canitise it, cook it hot, 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 coconut, not, not, not. Two kimbapans, cheesy chips, some of those nicely spiced nips, vindaloo, cider rice, make it prawn, extra spice. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was happening in your life that day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. That's what I was on. I'll let you a secret. There, the, the, the actual line in the song was "Make it beef, extra spice." But I took it. it to make the, it beef. Uh, no, not it it's prawn. No, it was originally beef, oh. and I took it to the studio. And one of the producers went. Indians don't eat beef, do they? So you, you don't get a beef curry. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. We better change it to something else then. D- chicken didn't rhyme. Didn't fit, so we changed it to prawn. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I really, I really loved that riff. When Stephen sent it me, I mean, I've got to be honest, it bears, it bears a lot of resemblance to, to a sort of a... terror. It's got a Terror Vision vibe about it. You know, yeah. I love I Terror Vision. Um and, and I wrote about three or four sets of words to it and I was, I was, trying, to be, I was trying to be clever, trying to write something smart, witty and, and it was just, I, I was just awful and I, just, I wasn't happy with anything I'd written and, and, then, I, and then to be honest, I'll be honest, I took a lot of inspiration from the song Tequila by Television. I thought, that was a massive, massive track for them and they just wrote this simple song about something simple, a drink everybody loves drinking or having a good laugh and then I thought, what else? What else could I, could you write about in the same vein? And I thought, well, what does everyone like doing? Everyone likes going for a curry with the mates, don't they? <laughs> so I just thought, oh, well, here we go. I'll write a song about going for a curry then. And there you go. It kind of wrote itself. Once once it, once it started, once I got the first line, it kind of wrote itself. It was just fun and hilarious yeah. to write. So they're I was the, like, what, what other curries can I get in here?
0: They're the best songs, the ones where you start off, uh, as you say, the, the ones at Free Floor that write themselves and you start off yeah, with yeah, something and the rest is. just comes... Comes after, and then we got Um, to that.
1: Then we got to the middle bit, and um, the hardest bit was where we wanted it kind of gone on for so long. And we're like, This is getting a bit boring, so what can we do in the middle where it goes heavy? And we were listening, we were in practice, listening to kind of like in Bangra music. um, Going, Well, let's see if we can translate this Bangra music to heavy guitars and heavy drums. And and it's all in the (laughs) drums. Alex just started playing this kind of banger a drum beat we were like yeah that's great now I'll put some heavy <laughs> guitars on it we just came up with that we're like that works it kind of works let's, 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 let's put that in
0: yeah and then you've got the uh, the chanting bit as well <laughs> yeah say, I say keema well, you say that was high. Alex's
1: idea that. I thought it was I thought that was you know how you said before about crossing the line with humour yeah I, yeah 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 well I was like that to Alex he said I say keema you say nah. I said I'm not, we're not putting that in mate that's absolutely ridiculous There's no, no chances at going in the song <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it ended up in a song, and yeah, people like it, so.
0: Yeah. That is, I,
1: th- I think you're right. That is one of those ideas that, you've got
0: to, you've got to be daring. Like you've got to be have so much balls to kind of, it's 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 enough having a conversation with the lads about doing it, but then actually doing it. But then for it to actually work, it's it's like. Yeah, it's a, it's a risk taker that one But it, it, it worked
1: I, see, I said to Alex Because he, he, he finds these things hilarious I said, well, I could do it live But I don't want to record it You know, I'll do it as a live thing But I don't want to record right. it on the song Because I'm just saying it And there's nobody chanting it back It's just me chanting it back It's, it's crazy, it not work But the more I thought about it The more I, I, I came around to the idea It was a good idea But what is weird Is when you play acoustic during a lockdown And there's nobody there I say Kima, you saying Naan it's just, it's, I, just feel, I feel like a moron on it. It's, it's embarrassing.
0: But it'll be good when you finally do get it because it was so ridiculous that you'd be out there in oh, a crowd really? uh, and and everyone's saying, "It's actually to you Like
1: it's like <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that's a payoff. That's a payoff oh, right yeah. there.
0: That's that's when you've uh, yeah yeah. Oh, I
1: mean, we, right off the back of that song, we must have sold about two hundred Rogan Marsh curries. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So we'll, uh, let's hear it now anyway.
1: Hello, is that the Taj Mahal? Chicken biryani, lampasander, make it Rogan, canatiser, cook it hot, 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 coconut, not, knock, Bombay, face to face, or telephone, ten sat down or on your own. Nine cold cobras, a lassie, mango, steel ice.
0: So that was the curry song by massive wagons um so dude that um that pretty much covers the interview oh, it's uh yeah. It's gone gone far too fast. It's been it's been fun. I knew it would be. I was looking forward to that, especially getting into those <laughs> lyrics. Because as I say, from a musician's perspective, you don't just. It's not always a case of oh, this is a good song. It's a like ah oh, well, how did they do that? And as you'll know, like when you're watching live bands, it's you never enjoy it as much anymore. It's always a like oh, what they're doing there, how they're doing that. Yeah. You know yeah, how yeah, did they? And you you're taking it all in to learn from it, and and uh, and yeah. So it's um, but it it was it was a it's it's a great album it's no, a, it, honestly you, you it guys and, you've, you've done good so yeah, yeah. um yeah, no
1: pressure for the next one
0: no pressure at all
1: um <laughs> so you're going to have to just get higher it was not, was it 9 that you reached 9 yeah although you know That's i mean sad. i mean it's it's great there's there's actually you know there's a few bands that there's um a couple of weeks before us is it oh, is it burrito oh it's a band called burrito tomorrow there was a big, there was a big, a bigger, a bigger yeah. band. than us, got to number ten a couple of weeks before, and, and there, was a, right. there was another band at number two this week, a rock band, and a, a hack. Is, it, um, is it, it? It's coming back. Uh, you know, there seems to be a little bit of a movement in the charts with rock and metal bands. There's more and more appearing, which is which is great. You know, it is good. And for a rock band, you have to strike when the uh, iron's hot, don't you? Absolutely, yeah,
0: um, definitely I can get that. Um, but no, congratulations Thank you on very much. the uh, album, and obviously you'll be playing on the Sunday of uh, Call of the Wild yeah, yeah. Festival. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Uh, so we look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Magga. Um Cool, awesome. Thank you very much.
1: For oh, that thanks dude. for
0: having me. I really appreciate it. It's been good. And that was it. That was a conversation we had with Baz. Super cool dude. Uh, it was it was so easy to talk to him, uh, and he was he's always friendly and approachable. We have crossed paths a few times uh, in in. Uh, on the music scene, playing gigs uh, in my band the Jokers Rage, we've been on similar um, festivals and, and bills with those guys, so it was nice to catch up with him. Hopefully, we'll have a few more of these coming on in the future. I think the next episode, what we'll do, we're going to re-upload the the, the uh, interview that we had with Danny Worsnop from Asking Alexandria, because it was a it was a good chat with him as well. It was a nice, relaxed vibe with it. So, um, but yeah, that's it for the first episode of the Crow's Nest podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next time.